Welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Rich Dotson, and my fellow nerds, Matt O'Hara. Hey, hey. And Garrett Price. How's it going? That's going pretty good. We're in here uh, week seven. Going into week seven. Yeah, finally get the the return of DeAndre Hopkins at a perfect time for Kyler Murray saying uh, Marquise Brown's got a foot boo-boo. So it's even more, you're like, oh, how's it going to play out with Marquise Brown and DeAndre Hopkins? We don't have to worry about it. Nope. No worries. Out with the old, in with the new. Out out with the old, in with the older. Out with the new, in with the old. (laughs) That's how it works. Yeah. Yeah. So that's good news for DeAndre Hopkins. I'm excited. Uh, Seeing I have a lot of DeAndre Hopkins shares. It's good to finally get him back in my lineup. Not so good for a league. It's one of my redraft leagues. I traded for Marquise Brown. I traded uh, uh, I traded Damian Pierce for Marquise Brown uh, in a redraft league. That hurts. <laughs> I've got married. I'm like, That's always the worst when you trade for a player in like literally that week. That, you uh, hurt. that, that is the worst, the worst, man. It really it's, is. It's like in the back of my mind every time I start like even sending a trade. I'm like, I swear to God, if I trade for this guy you and he get gets hurt. injured, you get injured. I, I traded for uh, Andrew Luck a week before he retired. No. Oh, I remember yeah. that. I remember uh, you told me that. I, I don't sick. remember that. I was well, I sick. Do. I do. That is. Hopefully, he <sighs> didn't give up much, though, right? Uh, I, I gave him a decent amount. <laughs> gave him a decent amount. And he was, you know, <laughs> like QB one. <laughs> like, of course you did. <laughs> I don't think I've ever been on the. I don't think I've ever uh, been on. Which now I'm thinking about. I don't think I've ever been on the end of where I traded away a player and then they got hurt. And I'm like, yeah, look at me getting out just a nick of time. It's always like. Ah, uh, look at me again, bent over again. I, I have been on the other side of that. Have you? I traded away Kareem Hunt two weeks before his suspension mm. um, when he was with the Chiefs. And I, but like, I felt really bad. Like, I felt guilty because the guy's like, I traded everything to get him. <laughs> <laughs> I gave you everything. And I was like, uh, I'll give you a pity third. <laughs> like, but, like, I mean, but at least that, that like you get him back. Right, like, you're, you're getting year. him back. Yeah. Like, Luck. when Andrew Luck retires, you're like, he's done. Those assets are just gone. Just gone. You got to start Light spreading rumors. Like, <laughs> like calling start in. Like, rumors. I heard Andrew Lewis, Luck's coming back. And you're like, yeah, yeah, I'll give, give me a second. Yeah. I'll take it. Recoup something. Dude, people held on to Andrew Luck on their so. roster for like a year and a half. I did. Yeah. I well, you did because you yeah. gave up. I gave up so much. <laughs> I still have him. Uh, no, no, I haven't seen my daughter in four years. <laughs> that's a process of doing business. You want to win ships or not? And that's the most important thing. I mean. On the bright side here at the Marquise Brown incident, you know, uh, it's it's not season-ending. And for, we were talking about before the show, even though it's been a really weird year in the NFL and fantasy football as a whole, which, you know, carries over to Dynasty, there's been no major injuries. Like, we lost Javante Williams, but outside of that, He's I the mean... the only major player to be out for the year. I've been doing this show now for going on nine years, and I feel like... Every single week in the active season, it's like, here's a laundry list of guys that are out for the year. Laundry yeah, list. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. It does It does seem like there isn't there hasn't been that many uh, big-time injuries. Javante, like you said. Uh, He's the only one. And, and we've had big names get hurt, but right. they've been the two- to four-week type injuries. You know, Jonathan Taylor and Dak Prescott and guys like that. Like, we've had some of those, but they haven't been half the season, all the season, like stuff like that. And now the longer season to that one extra game, it does it helps. It just helps. I mean, even now after six weeks, okay, we're like a third of the way through the season, like slightly over right. a third. 
Um, but before we get into these injuries, which we always talk about, we leave off the show. I got to tell you about our friends at Prize Picks. You know, we've been talking about Prize Picks now for a couple months, and yeah, you know, I'm sure some people are like, "Oh, Prize Picks again," but you you got to get on this action because they do so much. Like the NBA kicks season kicks off tonight. And so they have some of these free uh, prop bets. Like tonight, they have Stefan. Uh, I know it's, the show comes out Steph Curry. on Wednesdays. They have Steph Curry, just a half a point. He scores one point, and he counts as a win on the prop bet. Seems like a layup so, to me. Slam dunking that one. <laughs> uh, so like that, they, get, they have a lot of those free bets, essentially, or sure. free props uh, to say. So that, And that's what it is. That's what Price Picks is. It's the best legal way to make prop picks. You pick two to five players. You take the over, the under, on the projections. And you go up to 10 times your entry. It's just you versus computer. And if you don't want to win 10 times, you just want to win uh, four times. Then you say, hey, I'll pick four guys, and I only need two of them hit, then I win. So and what's great about I mentioned Steph Curry is, okay, well, I don't know a lot about basketball. That's fine. Take Steph Curry, take that bet, and then go right back to the NBA because you can mix the sports. You can cross them over from NBA to baseball playoffs to college football to MMA to live golf. Whatever you want to do, they have that prop bet for that sport, and you kind of intertwine those uh, props to make sure you come out top with a big-time win. So get on there right now. With use the, the promo code NERDS. With, use the promo code NERDS. With that um, Marquise Brown news, <clears throat> they have a um, pretty interesting line. DeAndre Hopkins, first game back. 60.5 yards. You taking the over or under on that one? I'm taking the over. First game back. First is game tough. back. Is, is interesting to me. Is Lattimore back for the Saints? Because that will affect it for me. I think he's out this week. Is he still out? I know he was out last week. I don't week. think Lattimore's practiced. I don't think Lar- Landry's practiced. And Thomas has a Okay, practice. if Lattimore's out, then, I, then I'll take the over. If okay. he was back, I don't right. know that I would. A little shaky on that one, right? Yeah. It's Thursday night football, it's a little close. Oh. But listen, if anybody's well-rested, it's Nuke. Yeah. So 16 and a half. I'm taking the over on that. Um, what else do I see on here? Jamar Chase, 77 and a half yards versus Atlanta. Uh, Kyle, uh, Kyler Murray, one and a half touchdowns. Taking the over or under. They have Thursday night football. They have on here right now, Chris Olave, 62 and a half yards. Is that one and a half total touchdowns or passing? Uh, passing. One I, and a half passing. I might take the under. Touchdowns. I'd be willing. I see Nuke back. Ertz is looking good. Rondale. Who are they playing again? Saints. Saints. We were just talking about. Yeah. I'll take the over. I would I'm, take I'm with you under. I think he throws for one and runs for one. Kyler Murray was so overrated. Um <laughs> <laughs> I would take the under. Did yeah, you just I would, trade for him? Yeah, but I gave up two firsts. <laughs> I gave up two firsts in a super flex like me. Yeah, but <laughs> Yeah, but here's a no. Okay, let me put it this way. It just felt like the timing was well, really odd for in you to fantasy, say that. In fantasy, he's fine. He rushed for 100 <laughs> yards. I would, Rich, the, the yeah, but was one word for him because he, he yeah, said but, him so quickly to go, yeah, but. Yeah, but, <laughs> yeah, but he rushed for 100 yards last week. He's a fine fantasy football quarterback, but if my team depended on Kyler sure, Murray to win a sure. Super Bowl and I signed him to a five-year deal, we that's have, the difference. We have talked off the air quite a bit about this, yeah, and I, no. I agree with you because he's a, he's a fine fantasy quarterback. He is. It's a different ball game if you yeah. want him to win games for you. That yeah. was just funny. If I'm a Cardinals fan, I'm like, oh right. man, oh yeah. So uh, DeAndre Hopkins, Chris Olave's on there for 62 and a half yards. Take the under because he's probably not going to play. Probably is a practice. To, he didn't practice today on Tuesday, and they play Thursday. Who? So that's not a good sign. Who hasn't practiced? Olave. Chris Olave. I think he said he's 100. percent what is he? Yeah, I read that today on Roto World. Oh, well, maybe we should take. Oh, it I'm sorry. It was uh, Jarvis Landry, Landry yeah. and Michael Thomas. Landry and uh, yep. So I, I think Olave is gonna play. And oh, he's that's probably actually be, over then because yeah, he's, he's the only receiver. Yep. Yeah, I take the over on that. I would take uh, 
Uh, what else do I see in here? I saw some rushing yards on here in price. Whatever. Get on price picks. Look at them. Look at them. Those yourself. See which ones you like. You sit here and talk to yourself about it. Get that action on there. Get Bri- the prop bets in. Brian Robinson, 53 and a half yards. Under. Under. Because he, he's just not capable of getting more than like 25, right? <laughs> <laughs> like that's it. Right? He's my who, sell. Wait, who are they playing? <laughs> hey, if you don't listen to Nerd Herd Show, uh, he's my sell of the week. Green, Green Bay. Green Bay. <laughs> we'll talk about it in the <laughs> yeah, next Green show. Green Bay's got a pretty stout uh, So get on there. Check them out. Prize picks. Download the app. Uh, right now, the entries can be made in 60 seconds or less, and that's super easy. It's safe. It's fun. If you use the promo code NERDS, they're going to give you some free cash. And who does not want free cash? Get on there. Win some cash. Use that promo code NERDS. Let's talk some injuries. Injuries. Hollywood Injuries. Brown. Out four to, what, but four to six weeks, they say, with a fracture. Mm-hmm. Non-surgical, which is good. Mm-hmm. Um, which stinks because right now he's having a really good year. He's currently wide receiver Great. five on the year. Uh, been really dominant, been a very pleasant surprise. When we look at these receivers at the top of the list, it's 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 the same guys that you would expect to be up there, right? Like maybe you didn't expect Amari Cooper to be up there, uh, but the A.J. Browns, Devontae Adams, Jalen Waddell, Jamar Chase, Marquise Brown, Justin Jefferson, Tyreek Hill, Cooper Cup, Stephon Diggs, CeeDee Lamb. Like those are your top 12 fantasy football wide receivers. Like, hello. Yeah, the, the, Na- names you're familiar with. Yeah, very familiar with. I just Oh, A.J. Brown, speaking of that name, I just got him for like a first. I saw that trade. You You got him. You stole him there. Yeah, I felt really good. First AJ Brown share. That's a great feel good about it. R- Remind me what it was because I do remember you. It was a first and like a third and some a player. player. Yeah, some player I didn't like. Uh, and then uh, I was like, man, I'm on a hot streak getting a player. Don't Let me try and get Jamar Chase or Justin Jefferson. Yeah, I'm guessing that didn't work. I offered a guy who's competing. I offered him. Uh, I offered Tommy. I was like, hey, I'll give you uh, Damian Pierce, Mike Williams, and uh, David Njoku. Yeah, I said, said no. Too. No. He's a competitor. He I think you guys like receiver. Mike Williams more than like the general world does, so that would be a tough. That's fair. That is true. I thought about offering him Debo and Damian Pierce straight up. And I was that like, might have worked. I think I think it could have worked, and I was like, oh, I'd just rather have Debo and Damian Pierce. Because Damian Pierce <laughs> looks great. <laughs> week to week, you might be better off. Damian Pierce looks great. We're going to talk about running backs here in a minute of why like he looks great and why like what's the running back position to hold. But let's talk about Marquise Brown here. Um, we talked about DeAndre Hopkins coming back. Rondé Moore, this kind of gives a bump to him he's as well. He's been playing well. He's been getting the targets, he's been getting the looks, and he's been been making some plays with them. Which has he done every time he's got that opportunity for the most part. Where, where, I was going to say, where is he at? I, I, I know I've seen him make a couple of plays here and, <clears throat> excuse me, here and there, but I, I haven't seen where his production is so far this year. Here, let me look it up uh, while you guys talk about it. But is, 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 is he behind DJ Moore? <laughs> current wide receiver 53 i would uh i would imagine he's probably down there somewhere but I, I was just curious to see if he had like a like breakout type of game but um so his his past couple weeks uh seven receptions for 68 yards six receptions for 49 yards so not crazy amount of yardage but six and seven receptions in your first two games pretty yeah. solid not no not too bad and i've seen him unfortunately do a lot of the dancing around and, and kind of losing yards type of stuff as well sure. which uh, i don't know how that plays there or not i mean and, and i was worried about his targets you know with with nuke coming back sure. but it should maintain itself more than likely until he had eight and ten the past two games which mm-hmm. is i mean that's borderline wide receiver one targets yeah you know i don't i don't anticipate him having those kind of numbers obviously the rest of the way but good good from a target share perspective so and then they added uh what's his name be a trade anderson robbie anderson this week <laughs> that doesn't move my needle no i mean really. it seems like they 
they went out and traded for him. They've also been trying other players out. They ch- they tried out uh, Justin Ross, I believe, as well. So they're mm-hmm. still looking for somebody, I think, to fill those shoes uh, of Marquise Brown, a faster player, somebody that can open up the defense and get kind of downfield. I, I think that's going to be Robbie Anderson's role. It's going to just be, be field stretcher. Yeah. He's going to get two, maybe three targets most weeks. And it'll mostly be still the underneath stuff or up top to, to nuke. I don't think I don't think he's going to be a huge factor from a from a statistical perspective. No, for, and Rondell Moore, as fast as he is, he, they seem to be using him very close to the line of scrimmage on, on stuff where he can kind of run after uh, the catch. Yep. So um, not the same kind of player, even though they are similar, I guess, speeds and, and kind of sizes sure. and stuff like that. For Marquise Brown, I look at this as a really like. So six weeks, it's going to push you close to the fantasy football playoffs season. So if you're if you're in a rebuild at any time and you have any asset that's say a 27 year old, 28 year old receiver like a a Mike Williams, right, a 28 year old receiver, and you have a chance to get a guy like Marquise Brown who's 25, this is a really good opportunity to make a move. Like these are the kind of windows that I look for in dynasty for buy windows. I I was really hoping. Okay, I wasn't hoping, but when the initial report came out that he was out for the year. Um, and there's a league that I'm, I'm, I am rebuilding in. Like I immediately put an offer in for like Mike Williams and just like for straight up this because guy to the guy who has him is a number. He's a contender. Sure. Just to see if we go through. And then it came out. There was only four to six weeks and it was quick decline, but these are still good windows when you're rebuilding and trying to gra- grab these players that usually are, are going to be hard to acquire that get some kind of depreciation, right? Like, so a guy like Marquise Brown missing six weeks is somebody's contender. Their wide receiver uh, room is pretty shallow. This is a good chance to go out and get him uh, for just an older player in general. So I like the Marquise Brown buy because I still feel like he's a player that, even though he's under contract next year for the Cardinals as well, that he'll get extended this offseason because I don't know how they could let him walk after what he's shown already for the Cardinals. Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. I mean, if there's... Would you... What's some... Would you give... If right now, say you don't have an older receiver and somebody's out there and you have a player that's okay, would you be okay throw in like, hey, here's um, – I'm trying to think of an older receiver like, like to contribute. Like DeAndre Hopkins, for Ke- example. Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen. That's another good example. Okay. Would you throw – what would you throw on top of Keenan Allen to try and get Marquise Brown? Would you would you be willing to go, hey, I'll give you Keenan Allen a second for Marquise Brown? They're like really trying to entice that owner to give, a, give him up? Yeah, no, I think that that was what I had in my head was was a second round draft pick. I don't know that I'd go first and and Keenan Allen to get Marquise. I would Brown. not go first. I, I'd, I'd have a hard, I'd have a hard time giving up that second uh, because if I'm in rebuild, that's probably two one two two. That's why you can't give up the first. Or, oh, for sure, yeah, you can't give up the first because no. you know Bijan or one of those top quarterbacks is going to be worth you know a lot more. Uh, the second would be would be tough because I mean even this year, which was supposed to be a down class. You were getting guys like Jahan Dotson right around that range, so and Damian Pierce, Damian Pierce right around that range. So George Pickens. I, I don't know that I, I don't know that I could give the second on top of Keenan Allen. See, I would give the second. My second. I would, I would give the second on top because Keenan Allen means nothing to me. Like sure. that's even though he's a quality player, like to my rebuild team, he's a literally a zero asset. Like I need to get him off my roster as quick as possible. Players like, I'm just using Keenan Allen example. You could, you could say DeAndre Hopkins, who's coming back, falls in this category. True. Um, here as well, you can look at players. Adam uh, Thielen. Adam Thielen on that list. Uh, he, he's, he'll be a little, a little bit lower, harder. A little bit, he'll add a little bit on top of that. But those players like that are like, 27 and older, um, or players that I look at as like wide receiver twos consistently, like a guy like 
Christian Kirk, right? Like who's younger, who has a good contract, mm-hmm. who's currently sitting at wide receiver 16 on a year that you might both throw a second on top of. Anything along those lines where I can get better or a consistent mar- wide receiver one? Because we talked about Marquise Brown last week on a show when you weren't here and his overall value. And I, and I felt he was worth two first. Because Matt was like, Matt, oh, wow. Well, Matt started off at, so you say, oh, wow, too. And Matt started off with like, no, wow, I'll just give a first and a second. I was like, it doesn't make sense. This is a 25-year-old receiver who's shown us to be a wide receiver one, Lamar Jackson, who's been a top six wide receiver all year with Marquise Brown. Well, could probably most likely get a contract extension here. Like, those guys are hard to come by. Like, they're had, so hard Had to he come been by. doing that with Nuke still there, I think I would be okay with the two first. We didn't get to see them together and what his target share would be like once those two were together. So I think that's the reason that I would have a hard time with it. Okay. And I... When you say throw two firsts out there, I understand it's a because the one first is automatically Marquise Brown. So right, give right. A, give, absolutely. If I get a wide receiver one, that's a no brainer for me. But anytime you're in a, now's the time where if you are not a contender, this part of the season we talked about last week is you have to sell, 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 and you you have to be willing to take a even in sometimes what might seem like a slight loss to be okay with taking that slight loss because you're trying to get rid of some of these assets off your roster because guys like. Keen Allen or DeAndre Hopkins like that, they're going to score you points. And they have they have one big game that they score 40 points, and that could get you a W. Totally. And that could be the difference between you getting B. John Robinson, not getting B. John Robinson. Uh, that could be the difference between you getting C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young, Will Levis, and not getting those guys in Superflex. The weird situation is when you trade, uh, you're in a rebuild, and you trade for somebody young. So I right before the season started, I'm in a rebuild. I have Jonathan Taylor. I traded Jonathan Taylor, got Brees Hall, which I was thrilled with. Problem is... Brees Hall scoring me a lot of points, right. which is tough. But I also got that guy's 23 first and Rashad Bateman on top of it. So, I, I mean, I got oh, yeah. I got a haul, which preseason for, for Jonathan Taylor. And now Jonathan Taylor's not doing anything. Right. I mean, and right now, you could argue that Brees Hall might be worth more than Jonathan Taylor. Uh, I would take Brees Hall. If, if not, they're, they're at least neck and neck. So, right. you know, but but that is the tough part when you're like, well, I'm not trading Brees Hall now. Like, he's young and, you know, he's a good player. But <laughs> he scored me too many points. You got to chill out, homie. Well, you just you got to trade other older assets around right, him. I mean, right. you have to imagine you're going to have some players going to be really good. Definitely if you had to 1-1, one, one, you have Brees Hall this year. Like, it's about unloading assets around him. Like, when I have people acquiring, I have one team that I'm actively, like, re, like trying to reload on and, and lose. And I have Debo. I have Mike Williams. And this year in the draft, I had the 1-2. Uh, one, one, so, I took I had the 1-2 and the 1 at had, had 6-2. So, I took... Ken Walker. Ken Walker, yeah. Jalen Burks. And I took Damian Pierce at 2 2. Well, now I'm sitting here with Kenneth Walker. I'm sitting here with Damian Pierce. Looking good. These kids are scoring me all these points. Hey, chill out, guys. <laughs> I'm telling them to chill out. I've got two wins. Hey, like, your, your foot's hurt. I squeaked. Yeah. You don't know it, but your foot's hurt. I squeaked two wins out of it. I'm trying. <laughs> and like the guy behind me um, <laughs> is 0 and 2. We have the same amount of points, but he's 0 and 2. So I'm 2 and I'm 2 and whatever, the record 2 and 4. And I'm like, I need to figure out a way to lose <laughs> games. Like, I'm desperately trying to offload these guys. And people are coming at me like, hey, I'll give you a second for Damian Pierce. I constantly keep running back. I, I told you about this. Like, yeah. why would I trade you Damian Pierce? So you took him with. For a late second. Well, I took him with a high second. And now he's panned out. It makes no sense. Yeah. So unload, unload, unload. Um, Maybe buy, find some guys that aren't doing so good that have some upside. Another guy who has some upside, J.K. Dobbins, has a hamstring strain uh, right now. No update on that injury, but hasn't done much this season so he had, far. He had that one two-touchdown game, looked good. Yeah. Um, but they were they were easing him in, seven, ten touches, like not, nothing crazy. And then he got seven touches in the first quarter this week, and I was like, ooh, okay, here we go. And then Which we didn't see him the rest of the game. And then, and then Kenyon Drake has a huge game. Yeah, right? and, and I, at first I thought I was like, 
did did he did he fumble? Did yeah, he, did yeah. he get in trouble or something? And then to find out it's an injury, it's almost even worse. So hopefully it, he didn't re-aggravate something, mess anything up. Hopefully right. it is just a true hamstring strain, and he'll be back in you know two weeks or something like that. Yeah, he's an interesting. Like, are you buying J.K. Dobbins in Dynasty, Matt? <sighs> I mean, I really like him as a prospect. He has had a hard time staying healthy. So this is one of these guys where if the situation is right, I'm buying. You know, because I think his his value has depressed somewhat. But if it's like I'm I'm I need this guy and I'm counting on him, I'm a contender. I don't think I'm going to go out and buy him just because I don't know that I can actually rely on him for anything. So yeah, that that makes sense. I, I'm probably in the same boat. I I don't want to buy him necessarily as a contender. Uh, for for that same reason, but I do believe in the player. I believe in the offense. Yeah, I mean, we, we saw the guy have six yards at carry as a, as a rookie. Mm-hmm. We we've seen what he can do. They were even looked like they were going to be utilizing him more in the passing game this year. Like all signs were really pointing in the right direction. So this this was an unfortunate timing for him because I think we were finally going to start to see that all that potential realized. Yeah, yep. exactly. And it just. Another, injury. Another, another little injury. In the grand scheme of fantasy football and the fluidity of the running back position, I'm going to give you a couple of names. J.K. Dobbins, another injury. Every time you see an injury, every week counts. The value, dips. it's just, it dips, right? Mm-hmm. And some guys rise up. I'm going to give you a name and tell me who you'd rather have. Ramondre Stevenson or J.K. Dobbins? Long dynasty. This is not, no, this is a redraft show. Okay. I'm, ju- I'm just double checking. I'm just double checking. I would still rather have Dobbins. Yeah, but I love Ramondre, and, and as I'm saying, that's probably a deal you can get done right now, probably, if, especially for a contender because you're going to get Ramondre, who I, I ranked him this past week as a top five running yeah. back in my in my weekly rankings. He and he proved that he is that guy. He got all the work. I mean, they gave him all the work with Everything. Harris gone, which was a bit of a surprise because we've not really seen that much out of a Bill Belichick offense. So for him to get that much work. I don't know what it's going to look like when Pierce or when uh, Harris comes back, but we could see a changing of the tide of Stevenson is going to be the guy. Harris will still be sprinkled in, but Stevenson's going to be the guy. But the most important thing is he's getting the valuable touches. He's getting the receptions and he's getting the goal line work. That's a, that's the important part. If you're not a contender, this is a perfect sell moment for a guy like Reminder Stevenson, mm-hmm. uh, a, a running back, you know, doing very good with his opportunities, but, an opportunity, an opportunistic running back at play. Like there's mm-hmm. dynasty values, probably hashtag two years. When sure, and when I when I when I scouted Ramondre Stevenson, when I think when we did the show, I said I like Ramondre Stevenson a lot. I think he's a real quality running back. If he gets the opportunities, like a perfect hashtag two to three year window. Yeah. Um, probably more to one to two years, and he's kind of fallen right into that. Like everything worked out perfectly for that yes. that prospect. So what about Derrick Henry? Mm. Or J.K. Dobbins. I'm not a contender, right? Or am I? <coughs> uh, not contender. Then definitely J.K. Middle of the road. J.K. J.K. Okay. for sure in, in that scenario. All right. <clears throat> Moving on to quarterback here, because we're going to talk about running back here in a minute. Uh, Kenny Pickett, concussion, expected return possibly this week. I know they said uh, you know that Mitch Trubisky's ready if they need him. Yeah, no. I, I mean, he came in, won the game, obviously, so he is ready uh, there in Pittsburgh. I mean, I think at this point you've turned it over to Kenny. As long as he's healthy, I think they're going to go with him as well. And and I don't think there's really any changes in values for the receivers or running backs or anybody on the Steelers other than can I start Kenny Pickett as my QB2 if I'm desperate. That's really the only difference in who's starting there. Carson Wentz breaks his finger 
on somebody's was his helmet. They hit, he hit somebody's hand. He hit somebody's hand. I didn't. I didn't see the. I, actual did, I didn't see the. I saw. Either. I think I'm trying to remember that he hit somebody's hand because they okay. put the hand up and he put his hand to it and it's kept sitting there going like this. Okay. Um, and he's out four to six weeks, so it's a while he had to get surgery on there. They're gonna bring in Tyler Heineke. He's gonna be there. Maybe we'll get a little bit of Sam Howell action. That's what you're kind of hoping to for. Uh, to me, this speaks of if if they're not to Sam Howell in two games, then something weird has happened in my eyes. Oh, that, I'm with you. That's how I see it anyway. Like, why wouldn't you see what you have in a kid? Like Carson Wentz. You know what you have in Tyler Heineke. And it's I think a, this is their way of pretty good back. Still maybe trying to hold on to the season. Uh and, and you know, seeing if they can make a run or make the, the problem is their vision's really good this year. I mean, the the right. Eagles are undefeated. Giants, Giants have only lost one and, yeah. and Cowboys have only lost two. So Ryan Dable, coach of the year. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So that that's the issue there. So yeah, I'm really hoping so. He was, you know, from and I'm not a quarterback guy by any stretch of the imagination. But pre-draft, he was my top quarterback. I really liked him. I thought he was going to be not elite, but serviceable. He fell much further in the draft. All the quarterbacks did yep. than I think yep. anyone had anticipated. But saw good things in the preseason. preseason. Yeah, absolutely. Solid athlete. Solid arm. There's a chance there. Yeah, as long as he's progressed in in practices, you know, you know, from the preseason until now, I don't see a reason why he. From a talent standpoint, he's not better than Tyler Heineke or Heineke yeah, or Heineke, Heineke or Heineke. Is Heineke. Carson is Carson Wentz the quarterback of the Washington <laughs> Commanders in 2023? No, <sighs> probably not. Man, probably washed not. up in three teams in three years. Would it be tough? It's a it's a tough break for him because fantasy wise, he actually wasn't playing too poorly. He was to start the year. To t- well, overall, he was a top twelve quarterback. Yeah, the past couple of weeks had been a little bit more rough, but I think he was quarterback nine, eight, something. Like quarterback that. nine on the year so far. Yeah, Going so I mean, it. he had he had played solidly, uh, which but is what he always does. Which he is so always fantasy. does. You talked about this last year. Like he's just one of those guys. He's not a very good quarterback, but he always produces fantasy wise. Always puts up the the right number, enough numbers mm-hmm. to make him a really solid quarterback too that you can get for quarterback three prices. But. Even though I don't think he's going to be the starting quarterback for Washington next year, <laughs> he'll find a job. I think he is going to be the starting quarterback for someone next year. Ah, uh, poor DJ Moore. Uh, <laughs> uh, exactly. <laughs> poor New Orleans. Uh, poor New Orleans. You're right. He will be somewhere. It's just he. He's, New Orleans doesn't have any draft picks, right? No. no yeah, they, they gave him up again. They right? gave him up. Yeah, because currently the Eagles have it because they moved up all the way up to 16 to get uh, Chris Olave. Or was it wasn't Chris Olave. It was. Uh, well, they moved up for some way. Eagles had their first round pick. It's right. currently like number six overall. Like it's not looking good. It's not looking good. Um, and, Carson, my, and my prediction of what the hell are the <laughs> New Orleans Saints doing uh, is not looking too bad right now. They resigned not. somebody. Else, they restructured somebody else again today and added phony four years onto it, hey, making that one year contract. Way to muck up those books even more. Would you Down say the road. if Wentz? See, it's it's so hard because like most of the dynasty community is kind of hip to it. Like if Wentz comes back and, he, and he's performing at quarterback nine level now because say say he didn't get hurt like right now watching Carson Wentz and watching his team and, and reading the reports like would you just sell Carson Wentz in a surflex league for anything you can get not anything Matt yes yes <laughs> yeah I mean people have been wanting to sell him for years for anything they can get and, and he's still he keeps returning value I think I think he's going to be annoying I think he's going to be really annoying for fantasy but I I don't think I don't think we've seen the last of Carson. Right. What about a quarterback that's at fifteen, not nine? Who'd you rather have, and that has no long term uh, stability? Daniel Jones or Carson Wentz? I'd rather Daniel Jones. Actually, Daniel Jones. Yeah, he's he's played well enough with no receivers. 
I mean, the, the poor guy has had no receiver help. The offensive line look, is looking good, and, and Dable's finding ways to win, which keeps moving him down the, the draft order. Yep. You know, five wins already almost guarantees you you're not in the top three. You're, you're guaranteed yeah. there. Oh, yeah. You know, and, and at this pace, they're going to win 10, 11 games. No franchise them to have to. So, I... I've been. I know I was a president one time of the Daniel Jones fan club. And fan I've, been, club? I've been demoted down the treasurer because I haven't been building up his resume. And they're like, "Dude, you like Justin Herbert too much." And look what he's been doing to Justin a little bit. So like, I'm still glad to be in the club though. Yeah, there you go. So fan still looking, club. looking, looking okay, right? <laughs> yeah, still looking absolutely. okay. Telling me there's a chance. So mm-hmm. um, Carson Wentz gonna be out four to six weeks. If he comes back, Garrett, would you recommend selling Carson Wentz? I know it's such a. If he comes back and you can get mid to high second. Yeah, I would do that. I'm selling. Yeah, I okay. mean, absolutely. And, and that's what I was thinking. I wasn't thinking like anything, but in yeah. my brain, you know, when a super flex, if somebody was like, hey, can I, I'll give you a second for Carson Wentz. That's yeah. what I would because slam. Because at that point, we're at week absolutely. 12, probably somewhere in there. You're, you're going to have a hard time knowing exactly what that situation is going to look like, how healthy is, how out of sync he is with the receivers. Your chances are you're not going to feel comfortable starting him in the playoffs. So then at that point, why would you? Why would you have him? It just seems harder and harder now to see, like at, at this point, that Carson Wentz has longevity in the NFL. Like, there's like a long term, like all of a sudden he gets to another team and it just clicks and like he's the answer. Like we've seen this before. We've seen the Ryan Fitzpatrick's. We've seen, um, uh, oh my god, I forgot his name already. Uh, Nick, you know, Big D Nick. Oh, Nick Foles. Nick Foles. You know, we we've we've seen these guys. But we've Filter also through. seen Jameis Winston, Marcus Mariota, Ryan Tannehill. So, so, no, no, we, okay, okay. we saw the first two do what? Take a year off, and then they get a starting job again. I mean, and do what? Not great, but I mean, they got Worse than Carson that, Wentz. They gotta, <laughs> we just talked about Carson Wentz taking Jameis Winston's job. They're in New Orleans talking about Andy Dalton might not get the job <laughs> back to Jameis Winston. Marcus Mariota looks exactly what we thought he looked like. Yeah, he's doing fine as a fantasy quarterback, a quarterback yeah. number 12 overall, but you think people are less than Justin Fields right now. You think people in Atlanta right now are going, For real. yeah, we've, Se- seriously? we've got the no, He really is throwing less than Justin Fields. I mean, I, know, that I know he's been running like crazy, but yeah. I oh, didn't realize it was that. It, it even, it's, it's even fewer dropbacks. Like, they're not. Well throwing the ball downfield. That's to the detriment of Drake London and Cowboys. That is how you hide a crappy quarterback. Dude, that's right. Dude, the quarterback landscape right now in fantasy football, if you're in, don't even call it super flex. Like right now, <laughs> just leagues. <laughs> in leagues. I mean, look, look at here. I'm going to go through the top 12 quarterbacks, right? The top's easy. Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Jalen Hurts, Pat Mahomes, Joe Burrow, Kyler Murray. Cool, five, cool. Top cool, cool, cool. Seven, Geno Smith. Eight, Justin Herbert. Kind of surprised he's that low. Nine, Carson Wentz. Ten, Kirk Cousins. Eleven, Trevor Lawrence. Twelve, Marcus Mariota. Thirteen, Jared Goff. Fourteen, Tom Brady. He, this is his last year. Um, Daniel Jones. Then Matt Ryan. Then Russell Wilson. Then Jacoby Brissett. <laughs> then Derek Carr. Then Aaron Rodgers. Then Justin Fields. Can we talk about Derek Carr for a second? What the heck is going on here? Yeah. That he's that low. I think he's he's fo- like focusing on... Devonte Adams a little too much, and, like instead and, of like spreading the ball around last year like he did, he's focusing a little bit too much on Devonte. It's like what Baker did with OBJ. Oh, good comparison. Well, you get you get zeroed in on one guy, start to miss the rest of the the puzzle, and uh, well, the one guy is either Devonte Adams or apparently Matt Collins. Dude, <laughs> where, where that came from, I have no idea. He Dude, knows. he needs to get he needs to go Mormon and get his eyes off that one person. There like, you he go. needs to diversify his portfolio and get many lovers. <laughs> 
polygamist. Thank you. I mean, dude, Hunter Renfro's hairline's not getting any better. Like, come on, carpe diem. Get out there. Seize the seize the hairline. It is weird. Hairline. I mean, but dude, like, I mean, no, we know Aaron Rodgers is. He's got nobody to throw the football to, but I mean, Matt Stafford, a football team that throws up the, the ball a ton. He's at quarterback number 23. Um, Ryan Tannehill is continuously. I know he lost AJ Brown uh, last couple of years, been top 12 quarterback. Well, he's always down to, not that you're shocked that he's not doing good, but he's quarterback 25 on the season. I, right I know now. we're technically like in our injuries right now, but we, we were going to talk about this later. So we might as well touch on it now. Like I put down five quarterbacks and I could have picked 10, but I just picked five quarterbacks of guys that were highly ranked last year that are like way underperforming. Like Justin Herbert's the first one that, that I put on there. And yes, quarterback eight. You're still like, oh, he's quarterback eight. Like, you know, that's not that bad. Last year, he was averaging 23 points a game. This year, 17. Six points less per game. You try throwing with crack cartilage in your chest. It's tough. I think, it's, it, I think the injury does, has yeah, affected him a little I, bit. I absolutely think that's what no, it is. No Keen Allen doesn't help the situation. Josh Palmer has looked great these last couple of games. Uh, a player that uh, was a nice dynasty buy. We talked about him in this offseason. But, yeah, I think you're right, man. I think that crack cartilage does – it truly affects him. Yeah, no, it absolutely does. And, you know – not throwing to Mike Williams also negatively. <laughs> See, like this past game, he only got like three or four targets or something like that. It was pretty rough. It was so that was that was a rough outing. Um, and like you said, I think Keenan Allen is a big time loss. He really is. I mean, that guy's like a little safety blanket. Um, and they're they're trying they're trying to figure some things out there on offense, <clears throat> working in a new tight end and everything like that. He's so. the only one on this list that you have, Garrett, that you feel really good about still. Yeah, because the rest of them, it, it does look real bad. And they're all guys that are back nine of their career, too. Correct. Yep. Uh, Tom Brady, down seven points this year. I'll take anything I can get for him in a Superflex. It's, it's, it's rough. But part of that was the beginning of the year was really rough with Horrible. missing Chris Godwin, mm-hmm. Mike Evans, whatnot. Like, I, I still have a little bit of hope, even though the watching their offense this past week, it, it did look pretty anemic. But I still have a little bit of hope. But the, the two games previous were good, though, for him. Right, right. He had he had played much better in those mm-hmm. games. Russell Wilson, I mean. What is, I mean, he, he has the lat issue in his right throwing side there, right? Correct, and now a hamstring issue. Now a hamstring issue. But, I mean, in I, last year, what we thought was not a good Seattle offense, he was still averaging almost three more points a game. And that was supposed to be a bad offense. This was this was an offense that was supposed to be tailor made for him and all the weapons and you, all the. You weren't here. We mentioned last week. We said I said you know he's out there thinking. We thought that he made DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. No, they made Russell Wilson. Yeah, and I, you weren't here. But the report that I read, um, I can't remember what insider it was. Was it might have been like Tom Palisaro, but it was somebody like legit said the friction that came between. Um, Russell Wilson and the Seahawks, the main frictioner, why he went out, why he wanted to be traded so bad was he thought that he was Tom Brady, that he was Aaron Rodgers, and that he could be that guy, and they weren't given that opportunity. Because hence we talk about they were, they were sure. run first team, and he had those good receivers, but he won the opportunity, and they wouldn't let him do that because they didn't believe he could be that guy. Yeah. So they're like, yeah, go ahead. And now that he's in Denver, and they're trying to make him that guy, and guess what? It's not working out. I w- if I'm in Superflex League and I could sell Russell Wilson for people who think I'm selling because I'm being foolish because of the injury or whatever, I'm selling Russell Wilson for him or Daniel Jones. I I, w- I would prefer Daniel Jones, but I would like I bet you could probably get Daniel Jones and like Alec Pierce. I would 
I would take that. Yeah, I me too. Uh, I would 100% take that. Me too. I, would but, I think that's a deal you should try to make right now is like find that quarterback. And I think Daniel Jones is a good example. Um, or if you can get, if you can give plus four, like Russell Wilson plus like up to even a first plus for any kind of upgrade on another quarterback that offers some upside, which isn't a lot right now. But I think for me, he's a hard sell. What, what about a guy that's struggling, but has, I shouldn't say struggling, but hasn't looked great, but has upside like a Zach Wilson. Would you rather Zach Wilson? I'd flip him straight up and just hope for the upside. Okay. Justin Fields, same thing? I, I I mean, I would feel okay with both those guys, to be honest, for upside purposes. When when we're, when we're I guess, through with this discussion, I wanted to ask about Nathaniel Hackett. So go ahead yeah. and, and finish up. No, no, no. We, I mean, we could talk about him now because uh, the next guy on the list is Aaron Rodgers, who's down seven points per game. And I think their original intent, I really, truly believe their original intent in bringing Nathaniel Hackett there was they thought that that would lure Aaron Rodgers to Denver. 100%. 100%. I'll tell you, I'm going to tell you exactly what's going to happen with Nathaniel Hackett. This is clear as day. Is they hired Nathaniel Hackett to get Aaron Rodgers, like Garrett said. They, he didn't get it done. They did not get him. He was an offensive coordinator. It looked good because he had Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. Like we see tons of quarterbacks uh, do, like Adam Gase. All these quarterbacks yep. that get elevated like this, these coordinators that do. Um, they did, He didn't do it. They didn't get him. He looks completely clueless out there. He has no idea what he's doing. They have a brand new ownership group. This ownership group is going to get their coach. He's a, he is one and done. Yep. I am booking it. He is one I and done. It. I am with you too. And that's I wanted to bring that up because this – this whole situation might change. And and there's already friction between obviously Hackett and Melvin Gordon. There's all sorts of yeah. weird stuff going on. And it just it seems very dysfunctional. So while I think, you know, we, we're we're having a valid discussion about Russell Wilson, I think in the background there might be some other things going on that could get better. Sure. And and next year could have a different look for him the, than, the tough than this part. Year. The tough part is still selling Russell Wilson. For you look at all of those ancillary pieces the Cortland Sutton's the the Jerry Judy's the all the receivers tight ends all that this is going to end up then being their third new offense in three years oh I get it that doesn't usually that's not usually a good recipe usually a first year coach sometimes it works out but a lot of times it's not till their second year look at the Eagles right now I I talk about this every year wait till their second year in the same offense the same coordinator the same coach same quarterback that's usually when everything comes together clicks right absolutely it's massive that's it's why the Ravens are always good. It's why the Chiefs are so good. You know, I mean, those, those quarterbacks are in the same system over and over and over it's again. Tough, but then there's always the teasers like the Giants that change offenses and it looks and it great. Collects, yeah. All of a sudden, yep. and they went from like a bunch of different coaches, kind of, you know. So if they can find that guy, but right. they hit the real coach though. That's a big difference. Like Brian Dable's like a really good coach. Like he took right. the bill. He did really good with the Bills. He's right. always he's done very well throughout his career. He was going, in New England for a while. Um, he was yeah. He was in Cleveland for a little while. Yep. And you know he went out well, there. That's not a and plus hit. though. It's not a plus, but he, <laughs> he he's wor- he's worked out. Like they have a clear path. My buddy's a huge Giants fan. I, I texted him. I think it was last week. I was like, "Congrats, another win." It looks like you actually hit a home run with your coach, which is really good. Daniel huge. Jones is looking good out there. Saquon's healthy. Like once you like get a couple wide receivers, like this team's gonna be able to do something. And he was just all happy about it. And I was like, the big thing is just hitting on your coach. Like it's so important to have huge. a good coach at any level. You know, no matter what sport you play, like. You got to have a good coach. So for me, for Russell Wilson, going back to that, I'm with Garrett. Like if I could flip Russell Wilson for, I'd be a little bit more concerned about Justin Fields. Um, but if I get Zach Wilson, I'd be okay with it. Justin Fields, I'm just a little bit concerned. Same thing. Coaching looks a little bit off there. Right. More confusing. You know, I feel like 
they're almost breaking him a, a, a little bit. Like he's not seeing the defense as well as I'd hope he'd see him too. Yeah, it's it's taking him longer to process than I would have thought. But still, the, the rushing forever, dude. But forever. still, the rushing upside. I mean, over the past two weeks, I think he's quarterback like six or seven. Like he's still he's still getting the the, the fantasy points. The thing that will scare me is if the 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 Bears record is in the bottom three. Then I would be scared because we could we could see a situation where they just decide to turn the page and get a new quarterback. That's what would scare me. As long as they're outside of that top three, top five, I feel okay. And I think I think there's a chance to turn this around because similar to other quarterbacks we've seen, there's not a great offensive line there. It's okay. It's not a great offensive line, and there's no receiving weapons. This, yeah, he just I, doesn't trust anybody there. See, I think even the Bears do finish really high. Like I think what's fortunate about some of these teams, like they have these quarterbacks, is even though some good quarterbacks in this draft, and obviously we'll see how it plays out in the end of the year. It's going to look a little bit different, but you know, like Will Levis, um, there's another quarterback, I can't remember who, uh, it's somebody telling now that said, like, don't sleep on this guy, he's going 1 1 as well. Um, but there's guys like Will Anderson that are in the top of the draft sure. where, like, hey, you take that quarterback, like the Bears would love to have Will Anderson. Yeah, there, Be you know, Khalil Mack, uh, yeah. Yeah. So um, I wouldn't mind a guy like Justin Fields, but here's the thing. With Russell Wilson getting Justin Fields, you could probably get Justin Fields plus. You could probably get Zach if you Wilson. Can. Absolutely you could probably get Zach Wilson plus. So I'm not saying go out there and trade Russell Wilson for uh, those guys straight up. Like try and work out some deals. Like try and get, like I said, Alec Pierce on top. That's like a good example. Yeah. Sky Moore, uh, a good example. Some some good young upside where you got you you're getting all the youth, you're getting all the upside. If it doesn't pan out, guess what? You're still at the bottom. You'll and you'll still get that because you're trading away good assets. Remember, when you're rebuilding, you're trying to get rid of these quality players that are going to help you out right now because all it does is move you down the draft board. You're not trying to move down the draft board. Right. You're trying to do everything you can to move up the draft board, and that means you got to liquidate assets. It's not about you're not just trying to get like the perfect value. You're trying to get upside guys that are out for this year. And you're, the most important thing is you're trying to move up your draft board. You're trying to get those top players picks, yep. that are going to put you in position long-term. And we mentioned this draft class is going to be really deep and throw Superflex out of it. It's going to be a really deep cla- class if, without Superflex. Like you have, you have Jameer Gibbs, you have Bijan Robinson, you have Jordan Addison, you have Jackson Smith and Jigba. I know he's been hurt, but he's still a very high quality receiver. Mm-hmm. So there's players out there they're going to help your dynasty team for the future. Bijan Robinson is, I know he's going to fight with Brees Hall, but there's a very good chance when this is all said and done, when we start the 2023 season, that Bijan Robinson could be my number one ranked dynasty running back in all of dynasty. It's, like, it's, it's he's that talented. He is that talented. I haven't talented, said that about yeah. any running back coming out since Zeke Elliott. And I was right about Zeke Elliott. When mm-hmm. he came out, he was a, he ended up being a 1-1 because I remember people like, oh, you're an idiot. Zeke can't be the dynasty running back 1-1. I'm like, well, he's my dynasty running back 1-1. Um, people are like, we were OSU homer. And I'm like, no, it just has to do with he's really sweet. I had the same feeling about B. John Robinson. With his pass catching ability, we've obviously seen Brees Hall do that as well. Mm-hmm. I feel like even with Jonathan Taylor, which is great, Jonathan Taylor's great, but listen, he's too far into the league now for me. Give me Brees Hall, give me B. John Robinson. There's my 1-1 and my 1-2 dynasty running backs going into the 2023 season. Uh, real quick on these last two quarterbacks. Uh, both guys were top five last year. Aaron Rodgers. Currently quarterback 20. Matthew Stafford currently quarterback 23. Uh, and Stafford is really the last guy that is a starting quarterback and hasn't missed any time. So he's he's basically been the worst of the consistent yeah. starting quarterbacks. An elbow injury right before the season. And maybe it was more significant than we yeah. thought. Or maybe that offense is just Super Bowl hangover. I don't know. I mean, obviously the running game isn't. It's Good. non-existent, yeah. <laughs> Basically, I mean, and and they, you know, whatever, whatever. Cam Akers is done. 
Yeah, he's done. I mean, game makers. He said he's done. They team said he's done. Yeah, um, they'll, even they'll trade him to show. somebody, but we'll we'll see if he even gets a gets an opportunity. I said he was done before going there. That's just me. <laughs> just some I said trade him balls. for anything and get. Yeah. No, you absolutely did. Um, but getting back to Stabbert, um yeah, I mean, you lose a guy like OBJ. The running game isn't what it used to be. You're basically you, you got Allen Robinson, who he's not really clicking with, and it's it's Cooper Cup, and it's Ben Scourneck. Nick or however, yeah, yeah. He, he actually won me a couple weeks this this week where I was like desperate. Yeah, I had like tons of injuries and bye weeks, and it was bad. So it it just isn't the same high powered offense that we're used to seeing. I guess so. I would. I don't know. I would test the waters on Matt Stafford if I was like in a super flex league. So you're not that worried. I'm worried. I mean, he's 34, but like, sure. I'm worried for this year. I don't think that is. I don't think his elbow is going to get better. You know what I mean? I don't think any of this stuff's going to get all magically like until cured. the off season. Until the off season, I think I think he's probably going to have some sort of procedure. It's going to get cleaned up like as soon as the season is over, mm-hmm. and he's going to go into next year and be fine. Uh, I'm testing the waters to see. I think his value can only go up significantly. Yeah. So he can go from if you can get him for two seconds, and then next year you can get a first. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I think his value go up. Now Aaron Rodgers, on the other hand, like I'm selling. For, at least for Russell Wilson, you had like that five years like that locked contract, in. Like yeah. he's locked in for five years. Like he's going to play for five years no matter what. Like that holds value in itself. Aaron Rodgers. He retired tomorrow. He just, you know, like screw this. Like I'm done. You know, I'm going to do some ayahuasca. I'm going to go find a new girlfriend every other month. You know, like this is it for me. I got a new tattoo on my, on my butt. Um, <laughs> so for me. He's a, he's a different cat. You know what I mean? For real. He falls into. Yeah. Like if we were in Superflex, I would sell Aaron Rodgers for Sky Moore straight up. Like that's what I would sell him for. Wow. Like I w- I'm looking for some kind of young player that hasn't done a lot right now that I can get some upside for because there's no long term value for my team here. Because that's a, that's the difference is when we mentioned before about um, like Tom Brady. I'll take anything like or selling Keen Allen. It's not about having a year or two left. It's about your team yeah. and where does your team sit now. It's it, not about nothing. Nothing else matters at all. Besides your team, that's all you have control is of your team. So in a rebuild, would you would you target some of those third round quarterbacks from this class? Ritter, no, Malik Willis, no, nope, no, because I don't see that's such a long shot of upside. Uh-huh. Okay. It's such a long shot of upside. Like Sky Moore is is an upside prospect, but so he's a long shot. But at least he's a prospect, right? Right. Good team, good, good capital. Good, yeah, good draft capital, like, all that. I would take like I would I, for a contender. A contender that needs another quarterback or needs some death, like I'd be, I'd be more than happy to take two late seconds for Aaron Rodgers. Like you may be able to squeeze that out of a team, like two late seconds, a twenty-three okay. and twenty-four. Like then that gives me my high second and gives me the other second. Now I could package those to move up a little bit more in the first, you uh-huh. know, um, some of those lines. But there's no long-term value for Aaron Rodgers for your team, even right. if you're contender. There's no value there, and that's another aspect of when you're playing dynasty is like you have to focus on. So many people are so worried about losing trades, right? Like they're so worried about, oh man, I didn't get enough. Or like and out of a vacuum, you put it on Twitter and I'm like, oh dude, you got ripped off. You got a third. Like it does not matter. It does not. If you get, if you, even if you got a third, honestly, if you got a third round pick for Aaron Rodgers in the Superflex League and your team is in a rebuild mode, and that's all you can get. Say you put out there, hey guys, um, I got to get rid of Aaron Rodgers. I'm taking the best offer. By the end of this week, send your offers in. And the best offer you get is a third. That's better than having Aaron Rodgers on your team. It's better because you're not contending. He's a negative asset because he's gaining you points. 
And after this year, next year, you're, that, now you get nothing. And in a third, maybe you got Daniel Bellinger. Maybe you got Greg Dulcich, right? That's value. Yeah. This year, you're going to got Kate Otten. You got, I got Daniel Bellinger in all my leagues. Mm-hmm. I got tons of Greg Dulcich. I think I got Daniel Bell- Bellinger in almost all my rookie drafts. Like not in the ones that I was in. I did get some of them, and you, just, you did because you only tried to get. You were mad that I took them. But you know what I mean? Like so, there, like there's, there really is. We we talk about there's like it's real hard to make that third round pick. But this year, my number one target all third rounds was Daniel Bellinger. That was my number one target. Mm-hmm. So I got a decent amount of shares of them. That's a that's a true dynasty asset right now. If you're in a super flex tight end premium league, or not even just a regular league right now, the state of the the, the market. And we saw Daniel Bellinger put up like 19 points this week. He's, he's already got a good report, Daniel Jones. Mm-hmm. A team that has no receivers, right? That's an asset. That's a positive asset you can have on your taxi squad that's not giving you a lot of points. And that as he develops in the next two to three years, you might have a top seven dynasty fantasy football tight end. You might. That's a positive asset. So that third could be something. Where Aaron Rodgers is a negative asset. He's literally holding, he's hurting your team. You, you want to know about a negative asset? Yeah. I uh, I bought quite a bit of uh, DJ Moore on prediction strike. Oh, and that has been a negative. Now I got a lot of Michael Pittman Jr. too, so it bounced out. It bounced out, but it could have been much better. Yeah, yeah, it's like Matt jumping in a cold pool. (laughs) (laughs) But you can go there. You can be smarter than me. You can go to predictionstrike.com, not get DJ Moore, get somebody like Damian Pierce. You know, is ascending. Or Daniel Bellinger. Or Daniel Bellinger. Yeah, I want it's Daniel ascending. Bellinger over Pierce because Pierce's value can only go down. <laughs> <laughs> well, at this point, that's true. But if you got him in the offseason, you did very, very well. But you can head there or you better yet, go to the app. Beautiful app that they have. Use the promo code DYNASTY and receive a free share of a player. That's right. Go to predictionstrike.com. It's just like the stock market. Buy, sell. But it's these things that you know called fantasy football players. Do that. PredictionStrike.com, promo code DYNASTY. All right, let's get into this. Let's close the show out with this topic because we mentioned Damian Pierce. Let's talk running backs, right? Um, so there's three rookie running backs right now that have, are doing really well as of, you know, so far in the season. We have Brees Hall, Kenneth Walker, Damian Pierce. Yep. Mm-hmm. Brees Hall was obviously the 1-1 one, one this year. Yeah, uh, Kenneth Walker went anywhere from 1-2 to 1-6. I was a, I was a one person in the show. I was like, I'm taking Kenneth Walker one two, yep. no problem. I had more I, like four or five. I said I said two weeks ago, like, oh man, I, I had Kenneth Walker ranked ahead of Drake London. <laughs> like, uh, and now all of a sudden he looks it looks great. Yeah, he looks yeah. fantastic. Again, like this running back prospect I thought he could be. Mm-hmm. It's a game. I'm not gonna go high five uh, myself. I was I, a lot could change real quick, either way, positive or negative. But, but yeah. it so But it's good it really good signs though. He looked really explosive this week. Absolutely. So the, what's the question here of these so, three running backs? So the question here is where would you rank these three guys? Right meow. Mm. Top of my list. The, those are your top three running backs? They're not my top three. I mean, Saquon's <laughs> up there still. But listen. Is, is Brees, let's start with Brees Hall. Is Brees Hall the 1-1 right now of eligible NFL dynasty players? Obviously, we talked about Bijan. But of running backs in the NFL right now, is he the top guy for dynasty? There's only there's only two people you could argue him with right now, okay. in my opinion. And tell me if I'm wrong, Matt, or if you disagree, and Garrett, tell me if you disagree. Okay. It's Jonathan Taylor. Correct. And okay. it's Saquon Barkley. I think there could potentially be a third in Christian McCaffrey, but overall, agree, I'm with you. Agree to disagree. But overall, <laughs> but overall I'm with you. So I'm trying to find Jonathan. I, I, I mean, I think that's the, I think that's the list, yeah. Okay. Uh, I mean, I don't think you could say a guy like DeAndre Swift, a, a guy like obviously Javante with the injury, he's not going to be a guy. Right. And 
where are you after that? It's like it's all old guys. And after that, guys. with Mixon yeah. and Cook and yeah. So for me, Najee Harris, a fuck, uh, just a volume type of guy. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, no, no thanks on any of those guys. three. Yeah. So to me, this is a simple. It's a simple problem to solve. It's like yep. going back to elementary math. And the problem nowadays is when we play Dynasty is. There's so much information. Elementary math has there, changed quite a bit. From it has. Is it common core? It's, it's, it's very, there's it's no common core in a Dotson household. I tell my kids, one plus one, you take those two fingers, you put them together. And they're like, Dad, it's 11. I'm like, that's right. You're a Dotson. <laughs> You're a Dotson. Now. So for Let's me, go. you know, like, again, there's a lot of analytics out there. There's a lot of stuff out there mm-hmm. that help you play Dynasty. And to me, like, I like to, and what we try to do here, too, is like we try to simplify the game, right? Because like yep. to me, Dynasty is is a very, like, when you break it down to its core, it's a very simple process. And it's what our show is based on. Our, sh- our sh- This is our show, right? If you enjoy our show or you want to know what our show is about for the first time you're listening, this is our show. Who to buy, who to sell, who to draft. Those are three core principles in my eyes of playing Dynasty Fantasy Football. And it's that simple. Mm-hmm. It really is. It's that simple. How you get there is fine. Mm-hmm. But, like, I, I want the simplest path to get anywhere. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to fantasy, dynasty fantasy football, the running back position, it's very simple to me. First-year contracts, under 25, four years on their deal there to be on a team, those are my top running backs, and there's no change in it ever. Because the, the, the historical data and what I see year in and year out, those are the top guys. Those are it. All the time. Once they get to that second contract... You have Al- they're not the same players. You have usually. guys that play a little bit into it. Like you oh, have yeah. Alvin Kamara, you have Dalvin sure. Cook, mm-hmm. you have you have LaShawn McCoy. You have the yes, that's fine. Exceptions though. Those are always exceptions to the rules. Yeah. Not sometimes, always exceptions to the rules. I mean, if you have Damian Pierce right now, you got Damian Pierce in the second round. He's current currently running back fifteen. He's fifteen in the year. He didn't even start the year. Mm-hmm. He didn't even start the year. Didn't even start to like what week three. Right around there, it started somewhere, getting some somewhere right around there. Yeah. So like week two, I think he started getting a little action, but like week three to come in there, looks really damn good, yep. doesn't he? Breaking mm-hmm. tackles out there. Kenneth Walker looks like he's going to finish the year as a running back one right now, doesn't he? So this is a very simple problem to fix. If you have a dynasty team, doesn't matter what the name is on the back of the jersey. When they sign a second deal contract, you sell them on your roster. So for me, when I look at Jonathan Taylor, I say, hey, Jonathan Taylor's awesome, mm-hmm. awesome. Jonathan Taylor's what, 24 years old? I think he's 23, gonna be 24? 23, I believe. Gonna be 24? How old is Brees Hall? 25. He's 21. Brees? Oh, I thought you said Saquon Barkley in my head. Yes, Brees. Brees Hall is 21. I figure you'd do those two guys first. And so now listen. That's why I can't multitask. <laughs> so listen, I'm not, even gonna make, I'm not even gonna make it that much harder on the kids to say, what's 24 minus 21, right? Because that's, that's a lot of numbers. That is a lot what's, of numbers. I, I break it down simpler for my Dotson kids. What's four <laughs> minus one? Three. Oh, you just dropped the twos. That was smart. Boom. That's a whole contract, buddy. That's a whole contract yeah. on Brees Hall. Dyn- Brees Hall, as of right now, is my dynasty running back 1-1. One, one. That's it. I got. I, I update my rankings tomorrow. Yeah. He will come in as my dynasty running back 1. Jonathan Taylor's right there. He's right behind mm-hmm. him. But listen, when you look at the running back position, if they're two years age difference... And the whole story of the game is hashtag two to three year window. Yeah. That's a lifetime. That's Boom. a lifetime. That's a whole window. Right? Like so like for <laughs> yeah. me, no, I'm true. always looking for yeah. the years, the years, the years at running back. And that is simply it. And Jonathan Taylor's still on that list because he's twenty three, right? Yeah. It's gonna be twenty four. He's, he's a young guy. So I have my he'll be my dynasty running back, um running back two. 
But guys like Damian Pierce gets a bump. Like it's a bump on my list. A lot of these guys because he's giving. He's probably going to give me two more years. And in those two more years, what's good about players like this is he'll hopefully you never know because mm-hmm. it's such a fluid situation. I can then flip Damian Pierce for a first round pick. So not only did I get three years of quality high end running back two running back one production, but then I got a second round pick that I flipped into a first round pick. Brees Hall when he's getting ready to sign his. Uh, his contract <laughs> extension. He's running back two behind B. John Robinson um, uh, in Dynasty Fantasy Football. I'll be able to get two first-round picks for Brees Hall after getting four years out of them and then draft my next running back with that, yeah. that player or trade for him. So when I look at these guys, I want to rank them amongst all my other running backs. They all go to the top of the list. I mean, look at the guys at the top of the list right now in PPR running backs. Austin Eckler, uh, Fantasy Football running back one. I would take uh, Kenneth Walker ahead of Austin Eckler. I would take Brees Hall ahead of him. And I wouldn't take Damian Pierce ahead of him. But in Dynasty, like, that's the right move to make. It's the right move to make. R- right now. It's the th- right long-term move. You know what I mean? It, that really does. It really depends on where you're at in your draft and how you're. Contender, con- rebuild. Yeah, if you're yeah. trying to draft. I'm taking Eckler ahead right of him. Away. So, <laughs> Saquon Barkley. I would take Brees Hall of Sef- uh, ahead of Saquon Barkley. I would not take Kenneth Walker ahead of Saquon Barkley. Um Barkley's twenty five. I mean, he's not old. That's the that's the main point. Yeah, he's not. But, but, he's, but not he's not old. young either. I mean, we're we're talking about twenty one versus twenty five. That's it's a big difference. Nick Chubb currently he, that running back number three. Who who would you take amongst these guys ahead of Nick Chubb? Obviously, we're taking Brees Hall. I mean, Matt Brees Hall. Brees Hall's one one for me. Let, we didn't get Matt. So he's okay. one one for you, right? Yep. Where does Brees Hall for you in Dynasty? Brees Brees Hall's not one one yet. Um, Jonathan Taylor still hasn't been bumped uh, out of my yeah. one one yet, so, okay. so so that's where I'm at. You have him two. He he might be fighting with Saquon for number two. How about that? So he's your top three. Yeah. So your sure. top three. Let's put we'll put you in a group. Say it's uh, Saquon, yep. Jonathan Taylor, and Brees. Yeah. That means you would take any other running back ahead of the. You would take him ahead of any other running back. Mm-hmm. So Nick Chubb is currently running back three. Nick Chubb is 27 years old. 27 years old. We would take Kenneth Walker. Or He's 26. Chubb. He'll be 27 in December. December 24th, right? 27. I think it's 27th. Damn, it was close. Right around Christmas. And it was close. Who, look, look, here, here's where have. This, is, this gets really tough for me because last week I updated my rankings, right? Uh, so Wednesday, October 12th. It was the last time I updated my personal rankings. And I had him already before this big breakout game. I already had him at running back 14. I already know that I want to bump him ahead of Dalvin Cook. I want to bump him ahead of Austin Eckler. Which, about Kenneth Walker? Kenneth Walker. Kenneth. Okay. okay. Um, so really, where it comes down to is, it it comes down to can I get him inside my top seven? Is is kind of where I'm at right now? Uh, because would you, would you take him over Najee? Easily. <laughs> would you take him over Austin Eckler? Yes. Where do you have Eckler at in your ranks? Currently, I have him at ten. Okay. Um, I would take him over Eckler as well. Really? The guys that, that he's going to battle, and I don't think he's going to get ahead of them. Mm-hmm. I think Javante, Swift, and McCaffrey will stay ahead of him. Yeah. You wouldn't take him over Javante Williams? No. I don't think he's as good of a prospect. He's Javante doesn't have a clean... He, Javante's got the bad knee injury. He's got the yeah. J.K. Dobbins injury. And we, we saw J.K. Dobbins play this year. Yeah, I would still take Javante Williams. Okay. I would, I would take Kenneth Walker above Javante Williams. Yeah, I, I can't do it after like one good game. See, I again, I. But you had him higher as a prospect than I did. The 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 what he's done, the force missed tackles, 
the the speed getting the edge like everything that i sat here and preached about for months yeah. on the show about kenneth walker because i know i was way big on kenneth walker and you mm-hmm. guys were like not as i know you guys liked him but i we had, had him at running back two as well we I just had him as my, yeah i had him yeah. as my one two sure. and you're like i'll take the receivers ahead of him so for me when i see that translate to the nfl mm-hmm. then i immediately just process it as like okay my my work has paid off for me mm-hmm. so that's I know it's just one game, but it's not just, for me. It's not just one game. It was months of watching film and see it translate. So for me, I'm a I would much, take it with Javante. Williams. I'm a much slower burn. I, I always have been. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I take much longer to get these guys all the way up to the top than you. You have always been like that. So I mean, you would take Javante like, ahead of Kenneth Walker. I would. Okay. Yeah. Just, I, I would still have Swift ahead of him as well. Yeah. And I would have McCaffrey ahead of him. Swift counts. Um, I'd be, I would definitely take Swift ahead of Kenneth Walker. Another injury, another, like, still missing time. It's like, buddy, you got to be on the field. Like, it's just, you got to be on the field. So, yeah, so it really comes down to I have at 7 and 8, Mixon and Chubb, and that's really where where I'm struggling. I think I would probably take Walker ahead of those guys. I would but that, easily but take that's, Walker ahead of those guys. That's that's the range for me right you now. You would easily take him ahead of Chubb. Uh-huh. That's interesting. Chubb's about to be 28 years old. Now he's going to be 28. 28. <laughs> he's only 26. He's, he's 26. So about I mean, to he's going to be 27. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's going to be 27. I mean, it's, I, listen. But I, less miles I, than I most. I have Chubb jersey hanging on my wall here. Mm-hmm. Like, Mitch I love less miles than most He's the greatest. Guys he is. He's the up. greatest running back I've ever witnessed in a Browns uniform in my life. Like, I think he's the best. I, I literally think he's the best running back in the NFL. When he runs, he glides. He's, he's a pure running back. But the fact is, he's 27 years old. And 26. you're right. <laughs> he's 26 tomato, tomato. but for me it's it just and i know cream hunt's gonna be gone next year mm-hmm. but i i just want to get younger and i and i know for sure i can get so when i say this as well yeah. like i got let me let me take a step back because when you say it, it it comes out wrong when i say oh i'm taking nick chubb over or kenneth walker over nick chubb it means like oh i would just trade nick chubb for kenneth walker no what it means is like i would be happily trade nick chubb for kenneth walker and then kenneth walker plus that's that's what it means. If you can get that, but I don't. I think I think this is around the range most people are going to have him. Whether mm-hmm. or not they have him above him, I don't know. But I think this is a range because we all love young running backs. We all want those young assets. So I think that's going to be the ranges inside the top ten, but not quite up to five. So I think I think he's going to be in that range for most people. We've just seen a lot of rookie running backs have one or two good games. And then, they then they're okay. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. So that's why I'm not quite ready for him to graduate to what we've seen at Priest Hall, where we've seen it every single week. You know, we, we we've seen it with guys like Josh Jacobs, where he has some good games, but it just never quite gets there. David Montgomery, some good games, never quite got there. Miles Sanders, Cam Akers, like we've seen this with a lot of players that we've liked. Some of them we didn't, but a lot of players we've liked, they don't just. They don't always get there. So I need a few more games before I can get there. Yeah, I see. I mean, so th- this is what I'm going to do. We do our sleeper buy sell of the week, right? Okay. Um, and it's sponsored by Sleeper, the number one hosting platform out there. Go go get on there, host your leagues today, play new games on Sleeper. If that's the case, then if you feel that, if that's everybody's, and I understand the feeling of it, I feel there's a couple things that, like, I think on this show, for at least what we've learned over the years, is like Matt crushes the wide receivers, mm-hmm. right? I feel like I've done a pretty good job with the running backs. That's what I feel like my like best niche is. You're just good at like everything. Um, 
Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> not tight ends, that's for sure. Oh, dev- definitely, oh, definitely not Justin Jefferson. I feel like I've done pretty receivers. good. Actually, you know what? I feel like I'm the, t- the tight end guy, too. To be honest with you. I feel like I'm a good tight end guy. Yeah. Um, I know Matt's the wide receiver guy for sure. You're not because you don't think Justin Jefferson's got good uh, jump ball skills. No. I mean, so you, it was contested catch. You're terrible and at he had wide receivers. This is a guy who loved Jalen Rager more than anyone else and convinced me to like him more, too. Unbelievable. That's terrible. Unbelievable. I tried to talk you out of that, Rich. That wasn't me. I, we tried to talk him out of it. I tried to talk you out of ah, it. Ah, but he says closer to me, so he's like more in my ear. <laughs> um, I would say, dude, Kenneth Walker is is the. See, it's so hard because he had a good week. So this is like the perfect wrong time to say it. But I've been saying it forever. Um, uh, how much I love Kenneth Walker. I would prefer to have Kenneth Walker. I think the only other running backs I would rather have in Dynasty right now, long term, would be DeAndre Swift, Saquon Barkley, Jonathan Taylor, and Brees Hall. And probably Christian, maybe Christian McCaffrey. But I mean, for me, I just, and this is not straight. I'm not saying, hey, I'm trading these guys straight up for anybody else out there. I'm not saying that. Right. But I think the long-term play here is Kenneth Walker. Because those those years mean so much when it comes to running back. And, and kind of where we started this conversation is where I'm going to circle back to. Is you can't put a price tag on those years and the youth of those players. They took... Kenneth Walker really high in this NFL draft, high in the second round. Yeah, this he's he's the running back of the future of this team. Rashad Payne's on a one year deal. There's yeah. nobody else. They're not drafting on the running backs. Like Kenneth Walker is on a team that likes to run the football a lot. He's their guy. He's already out there making people miss tackles like he did in college, forcing missed tackles, breaking tackles. He he looked great. And I know it's just one game. Who did they play this past week? Who was it? I was just trying to think of if the defense was any good that they actually played. I can't think of it now. Right, no, Seattle no. play. I'll, I'll figure it out. Good. But for me, it's it, it's not just it, – it, it, it kind of even tacks this on to Damian Pierce, right? You can actually add this to him as well. It's like, I want that youth. What's mm-hmm. It's not even he's running back – He's I don't need him to be – like running, Reese Hall right now is running back number six overall, right? And I guarantee he didn't start the year either. Like he was a number one rag as Michael Carter right. started the year. So it's, it's kind of a little bit unfair. But he's averaging 17 points per game regardless. So that's what that's what's true. It's I don't need you to be running back 1-1. One, one. I don't need you to be Austin Eckler right now, the number one overall running back on my dynasty team. I don't need you to be that because I'm focused on getting a good tight end. I'm trying to get good quality receivers and youth there. Like mm-hmm. So I don't need you to be the 1-1 one, one running back. If it works out, great. Will Brees Hall be a one, the 1-1 one, one eventually? Probably, right? Does Kenneth Walker have a chance? Sure. Here's a chance. Sure. I just need you to be a running back one, a top eight, top nine fantasy football runner. That's all I need. So if you could be that guy and you're 21 years old, that 21, being 21 adds a lot more weight to that scale than anything else. Even like a Nick Chubb, who's that, who's 26, about to be 27. That's six, five years. It's so much more to me. And it doesn't matter that Nick Chubb is running back three and he's averaging 19.8 points per game. And, Right now, even going down, say what Kenneth Walker has played, I know he's going to be real low on this list. Um, I want to get his points per game basis. He's averaging 9.4 like because he hasn't played a lot. You know what I mean? Right. Like That's going to go up. Like I don't yeah, care. Yeah, it'll definitely go up. I don't care about being the number one guy. I just want you to be a running back one, period. And if I can get a running back one for three years on my roster, and then on top of that, what I also get, not only do I get the running back one production, then I get that resell value of real high resell value. Well, I'll, I'll give you credit. Well. I'll give you credit on this. Right now, based on the trades that have recently happened, I would probably buy Kenneth Walker as well. Uh, who, who would you guys rather have in these deals? It, and it's close, but 
Would you rather have Garrett Wilson in a 25 second or Kenneth Walker? I'd rather have Kenneth Walker. It's really close for me. Going Garrett Wilson? I think I'm going Garrett Wilson. Yeah. It's a, I, I think it's a really fair trade. I think in three years you could trade Kenneth Walker. Because here, here's, the, here's the deal again. Like, I think in like two years from now, you can wait to see if Garrett Wilson, Garrett Wilson, I think Garrett Wil- Kenneth Walker is almost a lock just to be a running back one. That's, so that's, that's, that's where I'm going with this is like, yeah. I don't have to do that now and, and hope Garrett Wilson plays out because Kenneth, I think Kenneth Walker be good enough where I can take, I'll be able to trade Kenneth Walker soon. In two years, which is, again, I have no problem. Sure. I plan on trading Kenneth Walker in two years, getting, right? Like You're getting your use out of him. I trade all my running backs. I try to trade after a couple three, of years. Four, five, yeah. yeah, three, four, five. Then if Garrett Wilson doesn't pan out, I'll just go get the running, the wide receiver that did pan out or sure. the next or the or Marvin Harrison Jr. So I would take Kenneth Walker. Uh, and as a middle-of-the-road team, and that's what I'm assuming on all of these, uh, I, I really like this one for a middle-of-the-road team. You give up Stephon Diggs. Which is tough to do. He's That's playing a big one. fantastic, yep. Yep. but you get Kenneth Walker in a twenty-three first Ooh. as a middle of the road team. I think that makes a lot of sense. That makes it makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. You get the first, you take, you get rid of Ken Stevan Diggs, who's wide receiver one overall, He's playing fantastic, and you get a young quality rookie running back. Like yeah. it's quality. Which again, you might well turn that value into more, where you might be able to get like a first and second. So now for Stevan Diggs, you essentially got two firsts and a second, sure. which is good, which is totally fair value. Yep, it adapts. All right. Absolutely is. So that's it. So, so I, I mean, so the big thing here for me is like, it's just a youth on a running back. When I, when we've been saying it for years, hashtag two, three year window. It's on my Twitter profile. I've been saying it on this podcast. Literally it's my phrase for nine years now yeah, it's been on the show. It's hashtag two, three year window. I've used it for nine years straight. It's because that's what I look at as my overall dynasty team windows, mm-hmm. but more importantly, the running back position. So, I know it's hard to do. It really is. It's hard to trade a guy who's 25 years old and he looks like a stud. But even Saquon Barkley, after this year or possibly next year, and I think Saquon's a little bit different because he's an outlier because he's so talented. Sure. And there's always players like that that yeah, are outliers. Absolutely there. And I think Saquon's definitely an outlier. But outside of him, you have to be willing to let these guys go and take the the, the king's ransom in return because that's what you get. You It's... That's why I traded Jonathan Taylor in the offseason. It, it, look, it looks like a beautiful trade. And people are like, I can't believe you're trading Jonathan Taylor. He's just a 1-1. One, one, one. But you got Brees Hall, who literally, that 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 ranking flips its head a full 180 within 12 months. All the time. All the time. We talked about it this year. Oh, yeah. All the time how class that's different. We did a whole show on it, if you go back a year and a half ago, about the odds of you being a running back one more than once in your entire career. That's, not, that's not the running back one. A no, running a run, back, a running back one. A top 12 running yep. back. Matt and I dug deep. We went back to 10 years of studying <laughs> running back ones. And then I, if you go back and find that show, it was like a year ago, a little over a year ago, last summer. The odds will blow your mind away. The odds of you being a running back one more than once, it's like 17%. It's about 17%. Yeah, that's ridiculous. The odds of you being a running back three times in your entire career. This isn't just in a row. In your entire career, it's like 7%. It dropped way down. Yep. Significantly. Yeah, yeah. And four times is like 3%. Like, it's like insane. And those it are almost, like, it was almost nothing. Those I are think, like I think Jamal was, Charles, yeah. Sean McCoy's. And there were some weird names that got in there too. Like, it was like a consistently like 12th or something like that. You know, so. And it, I know it's a hard thing to do to trade those kind of players away, but you have to do that if you want to be consistent because at the running back position, I, I've said it over and over again, and here's another show where I'm just doing it, and I'll say it again for the rest of the time I'm doing this show, and, I, and I'm and i with Dynasty Nerds. 
is running back should be the most fluid position on your roster at all times. Yep. Just keep it keep it flowing. So that's it. We'll be back next. Mm-hmm. Want to do a little Nerd Herd show? Let's do it. So we're going to jump in. We're going to do the Nerd Herd show. We're going to talk about some more players. If you want to join the Nerd Herd, all you got to do is go to DynastyNerds.com, sign up, download the Dynasty Nerds app. It's currently a Dynasty Nerds mock draft tool app, which is really fun to play with now. Definitely as, a, as we get closer to the rookie draft, that's where it's really fun to use. Or if you want to practice doing some startups. But everything we have, the Dynasty GM and everything, is going to be moving towards that app. We're going to have a Dynasty Nerds app coming there. If you want to join the Nerd Herd, this is the time to join it, right? Like, you're in the middle of the road. You want to overlook your whole team. We have the League Analyzer. We have the Dynasty Nerds film room with tons of all 22 film going down there. we got the Nerd Score. We have a lot of good tools for you to help manage your teams throughout the year, the whole year. And offseason is the most important part of the year, mm-hmm. right? So right now, trade calculators, League Analyzers, we have those. But the film room, an off-season talk and a bonus podcast all comes with the Nerd Herd. For the price of a cup of coffee, you could join the Nerd Herd, support the cost, support Dynasty, support Dynasty Nerds. Come out, check us out, join Dynasty Nerds, join the Nerd Herd, and get that extra podcast, which we're diving into right now. Adios.